You're listening to Randstad Sourcerite's Talent Navigator podcast. Join us to hear about the latest research, talent trends and success stories from human capital leaders who are driving their organizations forward with smart workforce planning strategies. Why should you be considering your global diversity, equity and inclusion strategy? How can you include both permanent and contingent talent in your DEI initiatives? And what is the role of data and technology in helping you overcome roadblocks in your global workforce diversity goals? I'm Attila Karakesh, and joining me today are Courtney Brazier-Barrett, Vice President of Equity, Diversity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Strategy at Ronsa SourceRite, supporting our RPO business, and Vishali Shaw, Vice President, Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion at Ronsa SourceRite, supporting our MSP and contingent business. We'll be discussing the importance of global diversity awareness at work and how companies can move past the roadblocks to create equitable and inclusive workplaces for all talent, both permanent and contingent across the world. Hello, Courtney and Vishali. Nice to have you with us. So can you please briefly tell us first about yourself, what you do in your roles as DEI leaders at Ronsa SourceRite? As mentioned, my name is Courtney Brazier-Barrett, and I'm the Vice President of Equity, Diversity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Strategy at Aronstadt um, focusing on our recruitment process outsourcing business. So I lead our global strategic diversity recruitment solutions on behalf of our external clients. Um, I've been with Ronstadt since June 2012. I actually started out in a role as a sourcer. Uh, moved into a recruiter role and then a strategist role and then moved on up through leadership. Uh, and so very, very excited to be here um, and have this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm Michelle. Hi, so happy to be here and talking about this um, important topic. My name is Vishali Shah and I am the Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion at Randstad SourceRite. And I'm responsible for expanding our extensive corporate diversity resources and providing strategic guidance to enterprise clients on next generation diversity and inclusion initiatives for our contingent workforce programs. Um, so I work with our clients um, across the globe and um, support their diversity initiatives um, towards total talent. Um, my background includes um, HR and global talent acquisition roles across multiple industries. Um, I'm also passionate about wellness and more specifically yoga. Um, so I've been with Randstad SourceRite for a year and a half and um, I live in Dallas, Texas. Great, thank you. So happy to have you both of us here. So our topic, because of course, October is Global Diversity Awareness Month. What does that mean for employers in terms of their responsibility to provide safe, equitable, inclusive, and accessible workplaces for their diverse talent around the world. What do you all think? So I think marking a day or a month um, for diversity awareness is, is a great reminder to celebrate um, and further the cause of diversity. Um, for us in the corporate world, it is an important reminder to ensure that our workplaces are diverse, are equitable, are safe, and are inclusive and accessible to all the people um, that that relate to us. So that's employees, that's contractors, that's um, suppliers, that's the community that we serve, um, and really everyone that we come into contact with. For employers to realize that this is not only the right thing to do, but arguably it makes business sense 
um, to make sure that they're focused on diversity. Many studies have proven this. There's also not a mere um, corporate initiative that it's really deeply embedded within the corporate responsibility and the way of doing business. Um, how this translates into the work that companies do um, really can take many different forms, some of which are making sure that their workforce is mirroring the communities and the clients that they serve at all levels of business, um, starting with the, the ground level, but going all the way up to leadership and the board level to provide a holistic talent experience to their total workforce, starting from attraction, the hiring process, the development of the talent, the retention of the talent, and really making sure that everybody feels completely comfortable to bring their best work um, to, the, to the forefront. Identifying untapped and underrepresented talent is also a responsibility and something that companies ought to do um, and making sure that they are not only going above and beyond um, the obvious, uh, but touching upon the lives of people that would otherwise not have access to opportunities. There are still areas around the world, even in more developed regions, where diverse talent do not have the opportunities or do not feel safe. Um, and um, again, there's a lot of data to show this. So our job and our responsibility as organizations um, today is to make sure that we make diversity, inclusion, equity, and accessibility really part of the way we do business. So what does global diversity at work, uh, do you think, mean in reality? What could it look like for a global organization in practice, for example? That's a great question and one that we get asked by our clients a lot. Um, we ourselves at Randstad are a global organization and um, really we've um, tried to imbibe and embody a lot of this work ourselves. So I'll start by telling us what we do, um, uh, which really is an insight into um, how a lot of companies are looking at um, global diversity. So the essential part of diversity work is to honor the differences. And we recognize that every region, country, uh, community has their nuances that enhances the approach that we take. So there isn't a one size fits all. At Randstad, the way we have approached this is um, through various different channels. We have a global executive diversity council led by our chief equity officer. We have extremely high um, ELT or um, what we call our executive leadership team sponsorship, um, starting with our CEO globally, as well as our um, regional CEOs and our business heads, as well as all through the levels of our leadership, there is a huge focus and importance provided to diversity. This helps us look at this as a way of doing business in our day-to-day -day lives, but also globally as an organization. In addition to that, we have a lot of regional SMEs that really look at the nuances of the statutory requirements, the legal guidelines, um, the labor laws in every country um, that you know, uh, apply to diversity work. Um, in addition to that, we have um, our grassroots level resource groups, our business resource group or employee resource groups, as many organizations call them. And what that does is it helps us really bring the issues that pertain to our employee base and our workforce to the forefront. We make sure that um, they get leadership um, sponsors, sponsorship, they, that they have the support that they need um, to further work and to bring up their 
um, thoughts and ideas and, and um, opinions. Um, and then there's expertise from our different functions, legal, marketing, um, such as this um, episode here, um, but also our data and insights team, our technology team, who really bring the best there is to further the work of diversity, both for ourselves within Randstad, but also for the clients that we serve. And last but not least, we have a client focus. So the way that we have been able to take the work globally is to look at how we can implement this for our clients in the day-to-day -day work that, that we do with them. Um, and really taking a look at this in a holistic way has helped us to, to build a very global organization and a global approach to diversity, um, one way in which this can be done. Thank you. Thank you, Vishali. My next question would be to you, Courtney, that what do you think, what are some of the roadblocks that you see companies dealing with as they seek to create equity during the hiring process from a global perspective? So what should a company that's ready to move forward anticipate having to navigate? Absolutely, thank you for that question. Um, and I definitely think the first step would be data, right? So with any strategy or change management process, you always wanna start with data so that the recommendations that you make are information-based and relevant to the issues that you're trying to solve. That's especially true in the employment process, right? We really need to understand the makeup of our candidate base as well as of our employee population to identify areas of underrepresentation and then take a targeted approach to address that. Now, from a global perspective, that can be challenging, right? Um, due to different regulations and privacy laws. So in the US, for instance, it's common to ask questions about gender, ethnicity, veteran status, even we're seeing more now um, sexual orientation questions. Um, the government collects its information and companies collect it and report on this as well. Now, of course, we do have guidelines and regulations around the confidentiality of this information, but we do collect it. Um, you know, conversely, though, you have countries, um, and there are some countries in Europe, for instance, where collection of this data is very restricted and prohibited by law, right? France, for example, has very, very restrictive laws against this information, even against uh, information that was voluntarily provided by a candidate or an employee. So if you're looking to implement a global program, right, how can you do that when the depth of data available is inconsistent? And so it's really, really important. Um, and I think Vishali kind of mentioned this when talking about having regional SMEs. It's really, really important to be aware of the statutory requirements um, of the region and then leveraging the data that you are able to collect and the data that you do have available to its fullest extent. Um, and so I always say best practices, of course, once again, staying within the confines of the law, um, always receiving consent and making any data collection voluntary and anonymizing and aggregating that data for use. Another area and another barrier that we can see is um, a difference kind of in that global communication and cultural nuance, right? Um, you know, we have differences in how we engage and interact both personally and professionally, how we take in information and how we, how we put out information or output information. Um, in the U.S., once again, we encourage, for instance, individuals to bring their whole selves to work. Um, that's one that we really hear a lot when we say, hey, come, come on, you know, and talk about your families, talk about your home life. We really want you to be comfortable in the workplace. Um, but in some other countries and areas of the world, that's much more uncommon, right? And so you have to take these differences into account when developing a cohesive global vision and message. And then you have to gain buy-in from other areas of the world where everyone's facing different challenges and has different priorities, right? 
And so I think that's why having diverse voices in the room at the decision-making table is so vital, right? And so I know Vishali mentioned, at Ransa, we have a global executive diversity council as well as a global executive leadership team. Um, and that's so important to really drive change on that global scale. And I think finally, and this is especially relevant today with what's happening in the world, is keeping a focus on equity, diversity, and inclusion as we experience things like talent scarcity and we see um, changes in the economy, right? Um, you know, it can't just be, well, hey, we understand the importance of diversity, but we're going to have to deprioritize that due to a downturn in hiring. That's one that I've heard a lot, um, especially with some of our external clients. Diversity doesn't start or stop at the hiring process, right? That, that's very important. You know, we may not have a chance currently to bring in new talent, but what are we doing to cultivate our existing workforce? Are we fostering an environment that values uniqueness and breeds innovation and creativity? Are we regularly auditing and reviewing our policies and initiatives to promote equity and alignment with what's happening in the world? Equity, diversity, and inclusion, it really has to be ingrained into the fundamental core of your business and of your business practices at every level. And external market factors really shouldn't change that. Thank you. Really valid and very relevant points. Um, so can you then tell me what, what are some of the ways that companies are managing those challenges that you mentioned? And what are we seeing them put into practice to make an impact and keep driving their initiatives forward? Also, if you could give us some examples again, that would be great. Absolutely, absolutely. So one of the things that we're really seeing is the role of data and technology to account for cultural differences and to drive the strategy. And so we're seeing a rise globally in different data analytics tools um, that are, once again, going back to that data piece, collecting data available and analyzing it um, in, in an intelligent way. Um, also, and this really goes back to having those diverse voices in the room, right? So making sure that we're developing initiatives that make sense for the populations that you serve. So not just internally within your organization, but also looking at the needs of the community. Um, so a good example here is actually uh, Ramstad, Argentina. So Barrio Mujaca is a shanty town in Argentina. It's home to about 40,000 residents. Um, and in partnership with the local government, Ramstad, Argentina started offering monthly training courses um, and skilling courses for residents um, because they understood a need there. Um, and ultimately, these residents uh, actually became a network of talent that we were not only able to place with our clients, but last year in 2021, we added 30 new employees from Barrio Mujica, Toronto, Argentina internally, right? And so once again, making sure that we're looking at the needs of our community, we also have other skilling initiatives in the U.S., um, specifically Higher Hope and Transcend, which both focus on individuals from underrepresented and underserved communities and provide skilling, upskilling, and reskilling opportunities to these individuals. And then partner um, with our uh, corporate partners, um, as well as internally within Ronstadt to place these individuals. Um, so very, very important there. Another area that's really key is keeping that total talent approach in mind. In, in mind. And I know that Vishali also mentioned this, right? So understanding the intersection of the different types of employees within your organization and how they contribute to your overall diversity goals. Uh, companies oftentimes fail to consider their contingent workforce when developing their DNI strategy, and that is a huge miss there, right? Your contingent workers, your freelance workers, your temp workers, your direct hires, all of these individuals contribute to the organization um, from, a, from an inclusion perspective, and so you want to make sure that you have initiatives that address the needs of everyone. 
Um, also, in Ronstadt, some other great things that we're doing. So from a global perspective, um, we have global uh, ERGs um, around women as well as pride. Uh, we have networking sessions, um, individuals, members of the community, and inclusive conversations to support our employees across the world. Um, once again, um, thinking about how we support families, Ronstadt, Argentina actually um, has one of our uh, best uh, uh, parental leave policies and actually offers 28 days of parental leave for fathers, um, both from whether you had a child through birth or adoption. Um, in India, uh, India, we have a, um, a very aggressive goal to increase representation of women in executive leadership, and they're already on par with 35% of executive leaders at Ronstadt India being women. And the goal is to continue to grow that number. And so we have some really great initiatives there, such as mentorship programs, ERGs, as well as um, diversity succession planning and internal pipeline development, which is really, really important for, for our organizations to make sure that you are working with your internal workforce and advancing them into leadership as opposed to always looking outside. Um, in Germany, right, so persons with disabilities is, is a, a group that we see underrepresentation across the globe, right? And so Germany has some, some of the very aggressive uh, short-term goals to increase representation by 5%. Um, and so they are working through that with partnerships, um, recruitment strategy, training, and development. Um, and then in the UK, right, and I think this is very, very key because we saw instances, um, in those, uh, instances of social unrest, specifically in the US, and how that made an impact on other organizations, Right. So in the UK, they actually launched a monthly inclusion matter series highlighting these topics and difficult conversations such as privilege and anti-racism to help our global community understand, hey, what's happening in the US and what's happening in other areas of the world has directly an impact on the way that we do business. And it's important that everyone understands why. Um, so just kind of highlighting some of the things that we're doing um, at Ronta from a global perspective. And we're doing so many, so many more things um, across the country and across the globe. Thank you so much. So it's, it's great to hear, hear this huge and great list of things that we do around the world. It's, it's very good to hear about these. So actually, any final thoughts that you would like to share around these topics, uh, Vashili or Courtney? Um, well, you know, for me, I think it's really, really important um, that we're able to translate these big ideas into actual tactical policy changes and practice changes, right? So it's not enough to say, hey, we value diversity, um, you know, from the top, but if you still have um, barriers to participation, so if you have accessibility barriers or a lack of inclusive design for persons with disabilities, or even when we think about individuals from a second chance perspective and those formerly incarcerated, if you have policies and, 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 and practices to your onboarding that um, provide barriers to individuals from these populations, um, you're never going to make that true change, right? And so just remembering the concepts are great, the business case is great, we all understand it, but it's not going to happen if we don't get down um, to the actual tactical level and, and implement policies um, and, and practices that, that remove these barriers to participation. I love that, Courtney. I think really bringing the big ideas into actual change um, and really, my closing thought is is pretty much um, aligned to that, which is, you know, don't wait for that perfect solution, team, process, or that perfect time or the outcome to take actions, um, but to actually start to make efforts and small changes and learn and pivot from them um, as you go um, so that you can continue the momentum. Um, and towards that, really listen to your talent um, who is you know, really what makes up every organization 
um, and learn what is important to them um, to make them fully effective and successful because that's what makes the organization successful um, and how important that is to really design diversity efforts that really matter. Thank you so much to you both, uh, Courtney and Michele. So actually, this is the first of two episodes on this topic. So very soon, we will be back with some more things to discuss uh, on this topic. But we really appreciate your time and hope that our listeners learned a lot from this conversation. Uh, for more information and on how to advance your DEI initiatives at work, please contact us on our website at ransatsourcerite.com. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to Randstad SourceRight's Talent Navigator podcast. Learn more about the trends you've heard about today at randstadsourcerite.com.